2: Welcome to the Broad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, Mr. Pete Donaldson himself. Pete, how are you doing today? It's
0: actually Chris.
2: I'm feeling <laughs>
0: good. I am, uh, I am learning uh, Japanese words by uh, watching a little channel that I like to call the Abroad in Japan uh, YouTube hey. channel. I am now all caught up. I've watched the Nagakin uh, Capsule Hotel video. I've uh, also watched the, uh, the uh, Treasure Island one as well. So Treasure don't worry, Chris. Island. I am completely across things uh, and everything's, uh, you know, I just know yes. what's going on in your world, to be, be quite
2: frank. Good man, good man. Did you enjoy the Treasure Island Natsuki, Desert Island episode that came out? I I very much enjoyed the fact that Natsuki brought um
0: like a a handheld metal detector <laughs> that is used outside sporting events
2: and <laughs> nightclubs. <laughs> it was so useless. It was so useless. It was a cool trip though. Like I I I wanted to be a pirate. I think I've mm. I've talked about that many times. I do yeah. something about being a pirate. The sense of adventure. Mm. Like, did I tell you the time I? Uh, I told a teacher I wanted to be a, a pirate, like a Japanese teacher, in front of a class. <laughs> and uh and she didn't find it funny, far from no. funny. She said, Why would you want to kill and rape people? And I was standing <laughs> in front of forty children, like uh, You're just looking like, at the
0: bad <laughs> aspects of being a pirate. Don't mug me off like this.
2: I I, I don't <laughs> know what version of Muppets Treasure Island she'd been watching, but it was uh, it was very kind of abrupt and awkward. She was, she was an odd <laughs> teacher. She just didn't get the sarcastic humour. She just took everything um, at face value, and it was a rather awkward scenario. But, uh, yeah, it was a good lot of, fun.
0: A lot of the times when you say that Japan doesn't really do self-depreciation or sarcasm, it's very much they don't get your self-depreciation or sarcasm.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe maybe it's me. Maybe it's just me, I don't know. Yeah, I remember one time you. a teacher told me I should like run up a mountain, and I said, oh, I'd rather throw myself in front of a train. And he sort of looks yeah. just shocked at this admission yeah. But I would rather do something was like that. suicidal. And then, <laughs> and then he went, "Oh, you are being ironic." And I went, "Yes." And it's just so awkward. And I just went, "Okay, yeah. I'm going over here now."
0: I find yes. that when people have to explain their own jokes, uh, how good the joke <laughs> is really is quite exposed.
2: <laughs> well, uh, I just got just got a message from Matsky while doing this, and it just says. Okay, okay, baby, with a smiley face. Oh, lovely. That's kind of, I don't know why you said that. That's quite scary. We launched his Cameo. (laughs) You remember about a month ago now. Was it a month ago we talked about doing Cameo, right, where Natsuki Mm. sends video messages to people. I haven't even promoted it yet. I haven't even officially launched it. There's already a few requests on there. And it's become (laughs) a nightmare because I have to translate people's requests into Japanese. Then Natsuki sends me what he wants to say in Japanese. Then I convert that into English. Then Natsuki sort of, Reenacts it and does a video. We're going to have to find a way to streamline this nightmare process. The whole idea of Cameo getting Natsuki to send messages <laughs> to folks that, that like him was to be simple and fun. and nice Yeah, help him out side, a little bit, yeah. side thing for him to do. But now it's just t- taking it up my time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, why don't people send in their requests in Japanese? Maybe, maybe people could send in their wow, requests Google very Transite. simply. Just sort of say... Just say hello, say the person's name. <laughs> That's all you're gonna get out of him. Just just go that way. Simplify. your what if, like, or no, but cameo. what if
2: someone sends a message like, "My mum's died, and I want oh, up, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "Yeah," and it, it like tra- mistranslates it like, "I'm <laughs> I'm having a party, Natsuki or something." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah good that's time." A, that was
0: literally what? a scene from The Office US <laughs> where Daryl's Darryl, uh, grandma dies, and uh, people uh, uh, and people think, you know, when you when in an office, <laughs> you pass around a card, and people just assumed it was his birthday, so they were going, "Yeah, have a great time, man. Congratulations, woo party time." <laughs> seem to become a
2: frightening reality potentially yeah, but I don't know. it's exactly. just a bit worrying it's a bit worrying but hopefully hopefully we'll we'll iron it out and it will get good and Natsuki won't need me to do it he can just run it through a decent translator there's a good Indeed. translation service called uh deep l deep l Ooh. it's head and shoulders above anything else um a lot of professional translators use it and then they often go through and like correct and it. it yeah right. deep l it's the best way to Translate between English and Japanese. I think so. Is
0: it AI uh, or is it is it is it free? Is it? Uh, it's free yeah yeah. It is free. yeah, yeah.
2: It's free. I'm not really sure how it's done. Like how it's so effective. But uh, mm. yeah, a lot of folks I know, both Japanese and uh, non-Japanese, use it to translate between languages, and it does do the job a lot better than bloody Google Translate does, admittedly. Um, but yeah, <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna get a cameo request for Natsuki Pete? We're we gonna get one from you. Oh yeah, soon? definitely.
0: I mean, depending on how expensive it is, to be quite frank, look, I've just bought a house. (laughs) (laughs) Got to think about the pennies, mate. Got to look after the pennies.
2: I think, I think, I can't remember what we set the price at. I think it's like $30 or something, of Mm. which Natsuki gets 80% and 20% Mm. goes to Cameo or something. But uh, I think, you know, just pick a friend that you want to be told to go fuck themselves and then yeah. get that That's as a question, like
0: right. I, I know you feel like you have to get your money's worth because you want a long message, but Natsuki is very little English, so it's not going to be of much help to you. <laughs> so just tell him to do a swear, tell him to swear at somebody you know, and then, you know, there you go. There's your video. <laughs> I had Money one some well this, spent. this wrestler called The Great Carly, a very... Unlovable crap wrestler, but he's a giant. He's like under the giant size, massive guy um, from uh, from either India or Pakistan. I think he might be Pakistani. Um, he uh, hmm. didn't speak any English uh, or much English. He uh, was not a showman. Let's say wasn't good on the mic. wasn't particularly good at wrestling. Uh, and he got somebody got uh, a cameo for for me uh, from him, and it was. Awful. It was like four <laughs> minutes of just nonsense. Four minutes? Four minutes of nonsense. It got money's worth, but I didn't enjoy watching it. <laughs>
2: what did he say for four minutes?
0: I just what talked he about... Life he advice. He just talked about, yeah, just just yeah, bits and bobs, really. And then halfway through, his his little daughter starts crawling on his head. <laughs> oh, my God. This is very confusing, <laughs> but, you know.
2: The wacky world of cameo and video messages. I, I'm quite yeah. interested to see how it turns out. Even if it, you know, if it's a disaster... We'll just stop doing it after a month but uh, until that day let's, yeah, let's see how it goes maybe yeah. you. maybe you can fun Natsuki can some cheer some people up and uh dispense some smiles around the world <laughs> uh, we got a story this week from a listener called Juno from Oregon he says hello Guys, my favorite podcasting dynamic duo. I have a weird experience in Japan story for both of you guys. When I was 17, I saw a slightly sketchy looking poster at my community college offering study abroad in a small town in Japan. It ended up being legit. So at the end of the school year, I flew to a small town in Niigata Prefecture uh, along the Sea of Japan. About a week or two after arriving, we were told we would participate in the Nagaoka Edamame Festival uh, in the edamame eating competition because they wanted (laughs) international teams. We arrived at the venue and there were a bunch of teams of three people in all kinds of crazy costumes like businessmen in schoolgirl uniforms, various handmade (laughs) edamame-themed costumes, traditional Japanese costumes, (laughs) and so on, uh, going up onto the stage to face off in a competition of eating 500 grams of edamame as fast as possible while the judges commentated. But that was interesting. My team (laughs) went up and let me tell you, it was an experience. There are cameras in your face. You're trying to eat edamame as fast as possible. An audience is watching you and commentators are saying, who knows what? The other teams had clearly trained for this and had a technique of popping all the edamame beans into their mouth at once. But my Mm. team had no technique and we finished way after the opposing team, at which point the audience was sort of awkwardly just sitting there in silence and the judges were telling us to hurry (laughs) the hell up. We finished dead last, but now I can say... I was in an edamame eating competition in Japan. Only in Japan would you find such competition, I think. Now I'm heading back to Niigata to do an ALT with the Jet Programme. Thank you, Chris, for sparking my interest in small-town rural Japan. And thank you both for all your content. Juno from Oregon. And uh, P.S., yesterday our trailer broke down and caught fire. Oh, good God. So we had to wait on the side of the road for an hour until it showed up. My mum captured a photo of me wearing... My for fucks sake, merchandise, which I think perfectly sums up the situation. And there's a photo of Juno in a field next to a pony looking amused. <laughs> oh, God. Slightly cheesed well, off. Slightly, <laughs> yeah, confused by the events of the burning trailer. Good God. <laughs> I'm glad you're safe, though.
0: I like the fact that, uh, like, uh, you know, when when the word Oregon pops into our mind or pops into our, uh, our Oregon ears, Trail, uh, we do just think about the Oregon Trail, and you do, you know, yeah. And, and and Juno's just got a horse at the side of the road when the trailer caught fire. It's like, wow, it's uh, yeah, it, 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 you really do live up to your uh, your reputation, Juno. <laughs> but uh, that's a, what a great what a great opportunity. And 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 what annoys me is like they've he, he, they've been press gagnant into doing that bloody. Uh, that bloody edamame eating contest like they they have no expertise in that area uh, the americans presumably don't eat a lot of edamames compared to all of the other beans it's uh, i don't think it's very fair i, I think it's, te- it's terrible terrible stuff
2: i think it's a pretty easy challenge though i love edamame like you know when you go into a an izakaya and you get your beer and that's the first mm. thing that comes on the table they're nicely salted they're warm freshly mm. boiled and you just sort of pop them in your mouth and you can't stop And I love it. I absolutely love it. Can't we beat? But I just love the idea that Juno saw like a poster and it was like, come Japan, it will be good. And she was like, all right. And then went to Japan. I ended up in the middle of nowhere in Igata and just did a, an edamame eating competition. It's so random, but brilliant. And there's nowhere else in Japan that does that to my knowledge. No. Only in a Can you get such a, (laughs) such an experience? And, uh, My, I haven't been to Niigata recently. Everyone loves Niigata. I know you love Niigata. I was speaking mm. to Connor the other day and it's his favorite thing. And I, and whereas I'm like, I don't like Niigata, it's all right, but there's not a whole lot there. And I think it's because I've driven across it a lot. Like, Niigata is one big plane that stretches right. down the coastline between um, Yamagata and uh, Toyama. And it's just relentless driving across it. It's never fun. Yeah. But like, everyone's always had good experiences there. Like, Connor. Had a nice sake brewery tour. I think you had the same sake brewery tour yourself. Didn't actually do the tour, mate. Just stood in the uh, gift shop looking a bit awkward. (laughs) Standard. Standard evening. And uh, I don't know, but I I nearly did move to Niigata. It was kind of like after finishing teaching English, I narrowed it down to like Sendai and Niigata because there were two cities that I had friends in. But I went to Niigata, walked around it, and I went, no, not here. This isn't happening. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, it's <laughs> just it's just like a bit far out, just not really yeah. much going on. But nice yeah. for a day trip. And Edamame. Mm, definitely. And the Saki like machines. Uh, the History Museum. I like the History Museum there. That's good. History Museum. <laughs> it's beautiful. It is so good. Beautiful. It is good to be fair. Yeah. yeah. And the Saki mm. machines. They're a pretty big draw card, to be fair. Can't be beat. <laughs> um, we've got a story this week. How interesting facts, and I didn't really know this, how close do you think Russia is to Japan? Without looking um, at. anything in front of you on the screen without anything you You I've read anything
0: without looking at the uh, story I pre-read so I know exactly how god damn it it. it's that kind of straight between uh, the sort of Vladivostok area of uh, kind of uh, uh, Russia and and Japan it seems it it seems relatively chunky we're talking like you know probably bigger than the uh, than the British Channel but maybe not
2: (laughs) oh no that's big that's very big Like the, the the distance across the Sea of Japan is pretty wide like, mm. No, but yeah, but like just times. in between That's the the hundreds of in,
0: we're talking like the nor- the most northern part of of uh, uh, Hokkaido uh, next yeah. to you know where, where Russia trails off.
2: Yeah, so I thought that was the closest point to Japan, right? The um the the area of uh, Cape Sawyer and Wakkanai, mm. where I went with um, my good friend Pete earlier in the year, and that from there on a clear day, which we didn't have unfortunately, you can see Sakhalin, you can see the island of Sakhalin, which is a massive island and uh, used to be. Japanese-controlled up until uh, World War Two, But I thought that was the closest point. There, it isn't, though. There is a closer point. There's an island called Kunashir that I didn't really know about um, mm. on the east coast of Hokkaido. Now, there's a lot of disputed islands along the east Hokkaido side. If you look at a map of Japan, they're called the Kuril Islands. And I think literally the day before World War Two ended, Russia sneakily went, let's take them over right now and took them (laughs) over. And they've had them ever since. And uh, Japan has not been happy about this and they've tried everything to get them back. But it ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. And uh, I think they've kind of given up now. And I think maybe that's why you don't really hear about Kunashir because it is politically disputed. But Mm. uh, beautiful chain of islands. I kind of want to go there. If you look at uh, photos of them, it's an incredible landscape. They're just a bunch of volcanoes that stretch across between Japan and uh, Kamchatka, beautiful part of the world that I'd love to explore. Mm. But uh, someone uh, recently, a Russian dude, decided he wanted asylum in Japan, so he swam between Kunashir to Shibetsu in uh, on the east coast of Hokkaido. And it's a pretty treacherous right. swim. It's only twelve miles, so closest point in Japan is twelve miles, twenty kilometers. Um, but it's very cold water, even in the summertime. And uh, it's not a nice place to, to sort of swim, really, given the currents and whatnot. But he did it. And uh, he's ended up in Shibetsu claiming asylum. Um, he wants to not be in Russia anymore, basically. And uh, it's it's very much a far cry, isn't it, from uh, from Europe, where there's lots of uh, migrants traveling across the continent at any time, whereas Japan really mm. doesn't have that issue, uh, given its geographical location. But uh, it's one of those rare times that uh, you've actually had someone who's managed to make it across the sea to Japan and uh, try and take up, try and get asylum. Uh, fun mm. fact, it takes 50 minutes to swim a mile. So it takes about eight hours to uh, to swim that area. If you I mean, survive it, you which would get a little, I don't a think most boat. people would.
0: Surely a little boat would be uh, preferable. But the, the guy, clearly desperate. If indeed he definitely came over uh, swimming, you might just be going, hey, I swam it. I'm cool. Yeah, I was thinking, uh, do you think he lied? Do you think he well, did that I mean, it, it just seems like a... Uh, you know the simplicity of getting a, a a rudimentary boat, but then maybe you just want didn't want to be uh didn't want to be spotted from the sea. I, I, true, I'm surprised true. there aren't more sort of people sort of you know sneaking over mm. on a jet ski if it's only um 12 miles.
2: <laughs> well, I think the island of Kinshasa is barely populated. It's like a it's right. in the hundreds, if not small thousands. But uh, right, yeah. If, to be fair, if I'd done this, I would have been like, yeah, I swam it, even though I would definitely <laughs> got a boat. <laughs> but what about that boat? Nah, I swam it. Definitely slam it.
0: Nothing, You don't need what to I... consign yourself with that boat, mate. You don't need to worry about it.
2: <laughs> but it's quite a big deal in Japan, right? Because this just doesn't happen. So it's mm. it's been a big news story that uh, a lot of Japanese people are surprised, this idea of a Russian guy swimming over to the shores of Japan and uh, trying to become a resident <laughs> here, basically. <laughs> um, the only other time I've heard anything like this was uh, North Korea when they did some unpleasant things like abduct people from along Mm, the Sea of Japan coastline in the 70s and 80s and turned them into teachers of Japanese. Mm. Um, All sorts of shady things that went on along the Sea of Japan. But Mm. uh, that whole area of Hokkaido, I'd love to go and check it out, the east side. like that. I don't know anyone that's been there, but I know the scenery is jaw-dropping. And also, I watched the film recently. What's the one with Jodie Foster? Contact. Is it Contact? Right.
0: Have you seen that film? Was that
2: there? (laughs) That wasn't set there, was it? There's a trans. They make some spoilers. If you haven't seen Contact, came out like 1997. <laughs> you've-, you've had 20 years to watch it, yeah. right? They one of the transport that she uses to transcend time and space and see some aliens. They- they- there's one in uh, Cape Canaveral. It gets blown up by terrorists. Spoilers, <laughs> and uh, and then surprise, surprise! It turns out the Japanese have built one in Hokkaido, literally ah. in between. And I-, it's- I saw it on the map. It's right in between Shibetsu. And the island of Kunashir. So, fun fact there. <laughs> if you want to go and see the space travel device that Jodie Foster used, go well, there. Look, that I mean, works.
0: Chris, you are in a situation where uh, you could literally go now. You could literally start driving now, mate. You could make landfall by, uh, by tomorrow landfall. morning.
2: <laughs> I, am st- I am still scared of going to Hokkaido again after I ran out of fuel, Pete. Uh, yes. I've got a phobia of Hokkaido get yourself a now. little
0: jerry can. Get yourself a couple of cans of, uh, <laughs> jerry
2: can. of fuel. Or don't be an idiot and keep an eye on the tank and try and keep fill an it up while driving tank, across mate. mountain ranges. You could idiot. do that as well. <laughs> Good God. I wonder what will happen with this guy, though. Will he get deported? Will they put him in a boat and just send it back over the 12 miles straight? It remains to be seen. I can't say... <laughs> Uh, I'm overly optimistic about his future. Uh, apparently, he was dressed in all sportswear, sneakers, a brimmed hat, a face mask. Cool. How did he swim with all that on? So much of this story doesn't add up. I just, yeah, it doesn't add up, does it? Full, full tracksuit, sort of like like that like kind of Gopnik.
0: Uh, is <laughs> Gopnik an offensive? I don't think it's an offensive term. Um, uh, and uh, the kind of yeah. the kind of like uh, the guy who's uh, in Grand Theft Auto Four.
2: No, yeah. yeah. I, three, I was I thinking that Nico, right? Nico. <laughs> <laughs> I'm picturing Nico swimming over to Japan. Okay. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh man, we'll be here. back. We'll be back with the fax machine your questions just in a moment.
1: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
2: This
0: show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realize that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up they can start to affect us negatively which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan.
2: And we're back with the fax machine. What do we got this week, from our listeners, Mr Dawson...
0: Oh, we got a piercing one from Mike. Hello, Mike. Hello, Fried Chicken King Chris and Shibuya Pete. My name is Mike, and I'm from Canada. I've got a question for you guys regarding graffiti culture in Japan. How are graffitis seen in Japan? I'm enjoying the plural there, graffitis. Um, <laughs> are they common? Looked down upon. Are there graffiti parks for kids to have fun like there are in Canada? Uh, thanks and keep up the awesome podcasts and videos. Uh, Mike, I, I mean, I've not heard of these graffiti parks. Can people, Can kids just come and graffiti or is it just a park that happens to have graffiti in it that you can skateboard graffiti around? Graffiti
1: park. That
2: sounds mm. amazing. <laughs> I don't. I remember, like, whenever I go back to the UK, I get like a mild reverse culture shock, and one of the first things you notice, apart from the smell of sausage rolls, is when you go on a train, aka okay, the Paddington Express, my favourite train mm. between mm. Heathrow and uh, Central London, seventeen minutes. You, you, you're going down the railway, and you look out the window, and all the sides of the railway line, all the walls are covered in graffiti, right? And some yeah. of it's pretty cool, some of it not so good. Effort it's required. Very basic. Yeah, and you just don't get that. In Japan, right? Like occasionally you'll see it, but that whole graffiti culture really doesn't kind of exist here, mm. um, which is good and bad, I guess. Like it, I mean, to be fair, it's rare to find litter or chewing gum on the floor, let alone graffiti on the wall. Like uh, they're very much taught here to not make make a mess of the environment or treat things, you know, with disdain, disrespect. Yeah, yeah. I
0: think um, I think obviously we revere. Uh, people like banksy in uh, in England, so you know I, I imagine there's uh, quite a few kind of pretenders to his crown kind of rolling around, but mm. I just sort of remember sort of moving to London so sort of going Jesus Christ there's a lot of, there is a lot of graffiti on the walls and uh as long as it 's good i don 't mind it um yeah, there was yeah. a kid who uh talks on uh, the tube he used to and uh, on buses and stuff on it, there's a kid who just used to write tox t-o-x um and the year. Uh, so toxo one or two or three or four um and he was sure. the most prolific tagger uh in london there was not a single uh you know uh, train bus what mm. have you that didn't have like Loads of graffiti from from Tox 0 nine Toxo eight Toxo seven, um, and they found him. And he's just a school kid, just like a teenager. It was <laughs> absolutely insane. He was so prolific, uh, but the and and yeah, it was, uh, it, it was a situation where pretty much every bus was tainted by one of his scratchy, like school compass uh, little creations in the back of the. What chair. was his motivation? What drove just, him, Pete? Just Tox. He just wanted to be the Tox guy. He just wanted to be the Tox guy.
2: What ridiculous. <laughs> uh... I don't know. I, I don't I'd love to find someone who does graffiti on the walls of London and try and work <laughs> out, like, what drives them to do it? They just, they do it because they like art? They just want to ruin the wall? You it's can only name. do
0: it at night as well, which is hilarious.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, we've got a story here for a question from Matt from the top of England, Northumberland. Uh, hi, oh. Chris and Pete. Worshipping at a different temple or shrine around Japan gives good luck in an aspect of life. For example... For a good education, a good harvest, or fertility, if ye if ye were a temple or a shrine, what would your good luck revolve round? If people worshipped you, and why? Matt from Northumberland, what would you? If you were a temple, Pete, what would you? What would you embody? Good knees.
0: Good There's knee. nothing what? more important than good, non-painful knees. Joint, joint health. Mine would be joint health. I think.
2: Why? <laughs> why <laughs> joint health? Coming from someone yeah. who's forty, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I, yeah. uh, I would Correct. be. Uh, my good luck would revolve around finding money in random places. Um, I found like 200 yen in my pocket the other day. Oh, 200 I'm yen your
0: or just or just
2: two 1,000 knots? Oh, it's just a 200, 200 yen in coins.
0: Oh, 200 no, yen, sorry.
2: Let's two, not two, this I get ahead of ourselves, Pete. 2,000, Jesus. if I found that, is, that'd be a game changer. Oh, whenever
0: yeah. I go on holiday, I always find paper money. I, I always find paper money in the weirdest place. And it's really upsetting because I was just like, oh, for crying out loud, I've just got some more money out thinking I had no money left. And it turns out it was just in a bag a bag pocket somewhere. <laughs> so, oh, for crying out loud. I've got so many suitcases where the front has got like a little a front pocket that just has a load of
2: bloody Japanese money in there.
0: Terrible, terrible stuff.
2: Just so much to get rid of, isn't it? I've got a little mm. like uh, a little coin jar that I throw my change in these days, and then whenever I need to dispose of it, I'll just go to a vending machine and use all the tens. Put those in. <laughs> That's the secret to getting rid of the many, the, the, the ridiculous tens. amount of change of Japan. Right, use it on vending machines. Mm. Um, got one here from Cliff. I'll let you deal with Cliff. Hello, Cliff. Hello Cliff Hello Chris Bates
0: uh, What are your thoughts on Gachapon toys and figures And Japanese soft vinyl toys Soft bee, And uh, do you guys any collect any of them Keep up the great work on the podcast And the YouTube channel at Cliff Do you collect many Because obviously You go around Akihabara And you are uh, Astonished with the air, the the level mm. of sexuality They bestow on these <laughs> Unlovable little uh, Well painted, well crafted uh, Vinyl figurines And mm. uh, yeah, have you got I I I could see you as a sort of person who would um be going down the trash test style cupboard upon cupboard of uh
2: sexually charged vinyl figurines. Not just yet, no. But I I mean I do have an interest. I had a weird phase, I'm going to say in the first half this year, it sort of died off now, where I did actually start buying a lot of gachapon toys and figurines. Mm. Um because some of them are really cool. Well like, there's one brand where you get a little um, uh, bell that you'd get in a restaurant. You know when you like go to a restaurant in Japan, you've got the yeah. bell on the table, you hit the bell, and it'll make a noise or whatever. You can get those, you get the varieties of bells. <laughs> I got um, some lights, taxi lights, the uh, the lights showing if a taxi, mm. Japanese taxi is like full or empty or traveling <laughs> somewhere. I, I got that um, as well. But, yeah, I started getting all these things, and I realized, what am I doing? Why has it come yeah, to this? there's literally no point of <laughs> What, my shelf was just getting covered in gachapon toys?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Drenched in toys. I must admit, every every time I go to Japan, I come back with so many like hermit crabs and little toy phones. (laughs) I was obsessed with them. I bought me dad, uh, you know, like the um, anti piracy uh, little cinema figurines, little cinema mascots they've got in uh, in Japanese uh, cinemas. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. it's like it's a guy that's got, got a little uh, camcorder for a head, uh, and another one that's got like a flashing police light for a head, and he's the policeman chasing this uh, this, this illegal camcorder uh, man. Uh, yeah, I bought they do a one dance. of those Yeah, mm. I, I bought like a little one, and my dad was like, "Oh, I like that little fella." So the last two times I've been, I bought him the um uh, the the protagonist and the antagonist of the of the piece <laughs> the camcorder man and the uh, and, and that's and, and the and the blue light um kind of policeman uh and so they're next to that's my such my a weird thing to buy hartley it is very random that they would have that in their lounge
1: <laughs> bloody
0: hell
2: what did they make of it what <laughs> why did they I don't know
1: just of they, all they, the I things just like
2: them
0: my dad just this... liked them i i'd like I'd, i've got there was a really nice little gachapon um series which was like it was animals like, like sort of like jungle animals, uh, with big chins. That was a big thing for a while. It was these kind of like little gachapon uh, animals, beautifully mm. painted, beautifully crafted, beautifully cast. Um, but they had just had big fucking chins. It was so good. <laughs> <laughs> They're fantastic. That's,
2: love them. There's so many odd things. I love that. Your dad probably like, yeah, bring me back something Japanese, Pete, and you you come back with a <laughs> An a, a, a character message. that's. That's, that's used an anti-piracy message. I mean, to be fair, head. the
0: amount of DVDs he used to copy from Love Film and uh, Netflix when it was a DVD uh, concern, <gasps> uh, he like he needs that more than anyone, to be quite frank. Shocking. He's got a library of DVDs he's copied. Terrible.
2: Dear, oh, dear. Have you inherited this addiction <laughs> to crime, Pete? Stealing no, films? Too, it's
0: too much like being a library. He's like, just basically <laughs> a librarian, just fixing that up. <laughs>
2: I, get, I always get requests from my family to like bring back something Japanese when I come yeah. back to the UK and I'm like what do you mean what What do you want like bring back a geisha stuck in a box like I don't know what could, what, what could possibly be good I always bring back sake and umeshu mm. and then they take one swig and they go oh, I don't like that but thank you no thanks and I've just wasted 30 <laughs> 40 dollars
0: well, 30, they some socket well, well i mean the thing about the thing about japan is there's very few people there's very pl- few places where you can actually uh there's very few places in the world where you can buy something that is truly unique and you won't get it anywhere else that's why i always buy those automaton uh some mm. vinyl plastic uh musical instruments which are the the build quality is terrible they always break uh, but i've got about <laughs> nine of them now uh i've started putting them on my walls it's uh yeah, it's it's pretty astonishing. I went to a car boot uh, last week. Speaking of vinyl figurines, and I bought uh, like an it was like a nudie Action Man. It was this old fifties Action Man that was like. In a terrible state of disrepair, <laughs> the form was rotting. He was completely naked. He was this weird brown color, uh, and his face was like kind of like pure white. It was so weird. It was such a weird kind of old nude action man, um, and uh, you couldn't pause him because the the form would break. And uh, the man was so upset that I was taking it off him. He was like, "Oh, I've had him for ages. I'm really going to miss him." I was like, "Well, don't put it don't put it up for sale." <laughs> Don't sell it in the car boot, for crying out loud. Well,
2: he probably thought, no-one's mad enough to buy this bloody thing. No, I'll just have it for exactly. show. Oh, but Pete Donaldson's <laughs> here to I'll buy it. it. I'll take if it. Need, if you want to get rid of something, Pete Donaldson's your man. He'll take yep. anything. Correct. Your, Correct. your house must be filled to the brim <laughs> of obscure items. Good God. All right. <laughs> Keep the stories, questions, comments coming in guys to Brawn at gmail.com. We'll be back in the next few days to all over again here on the Braun Japan Podcast. But for now, Matt Away might be out there in the big wide world. Have yourself a great few days, and we'll see you then back here on the Braun Japan Podcast. Bye for now.
0: In Japan is a stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network.
1: Hold up, what was that?